Hello, friends. Welcome to the Career Guru Podcast. I am your host, Steve Yanofsky. What a glorious day it is to start your path on a new career. Doors are opening here at the Boston Career Institute even as we speak. And I'm here holding the key for you. So tune in, stay sharp, and enjoy yourself. This is going to be great. Hashtag Let's Career Up. Good day to you, aspiring career gurus, conversationalists, all across the fruited plain. This is Steve Yanofsky, your career guru, coming to you across the internet once again for a solo podcast discussing the questions that you asked me on the internet via email and other ways that you've been reaching out to me on, uh, on, on YouTube and so on and so forth. Time for another installment of the Guru Answers Questions. All right, let's dive right in. Question number one. Hey, Guru, why did you call yourself the Guru? I don't know. I liked Guru. I picked Guru. Sounds good. It's good to be a Guru. I am a Guru. By all intents and purposes, I'm here to answer your questions. No, I do not sit in a lotus position uh, with my arms extended outwardly with palms up. No, not that kind of guru. In the classic sense of the word guru, meaning been around the block, been there, done that, hired, fired, can talk about it, glad to share my acquired knowledge and wisdom, thus the career guru. Okay? And I always fancied the, the music and the culture of India and uh, therefore picked Guru. There were other choices, but all pale in comparison compared to Guru. Now that this is out of the way, let me uh, address one question that keeps rearing its ugly head through a lot of the uh, conversations that are taking place online in reference to one of the videos that I have posted about interviewing. I want to tell you unequivocally that the question about uh, tattoos Folks seem to think that I am completely and totally opposed to tattoos and I don't treat people with tattoos with respect and dignity that they deserve. That is not so. Though, personally, I do not have a tattoo and I would not recommend getting one for a multitude of reasons. Societally and with the employers being things, uh, things being the way they are today, tattoos have become a lot more acceptable than they were just a few years ago. No, I have no personal animus towards tattoos, uh, nor do I discriminate against people with tattoos. Do I recommend tattoos? No. Because there's still plenty of people out there who do discriminate against people with tattoos. And my only concern here is to reduce the amount of discrimination out there while you're looking for a job. You need to consider where you're applying for employment, who you're going to be working with, and what do the people in that particular employment organization with that employer, what they look like and therefore take appropriate steps, which is the only thing that I talk about. And that's, you need to look like the people that you are working with. Applying for a job and going for interviews is not the time to boast your individualism. It is time to be a part of the team. It is part, it's time to play the part of the people who play on that team. Once people hire you, once people become more accepting of you and they understand who they're dealing with, then it's okay to broach other subjects like disclosing some of your tattoos and doing whatever it is that you want to do. But in the beginning stages, when you're looking for a job, 
to make sure that you initially get that chance to work for a company that you really want to work for and the money that you want to get. All I'm saying is that you need to look and present yourself like the people in that organization because that's who they want to hire. They don't want to look for people who are different than they are, even though they they keep saying out there that our differences make us stronger. On an organizational level, they're looking for people who are indeed the same, people who fit the profile and the mold of the organization that they're shaping. So no matter what the slogan and the, uh, slogan and the mo- motto says, okay, people look for similarities rather than differences. That's all I'm saying about tattoos, and I'd like to put the subject to rest once and for all. I do not dislike people with tattoos. I like all people, uh, at least initially. Okay, other questions that pop up. Very interesting questions, and I these are the questions that I selected for segments. These are the questions that I kind of grouped together with similarities. Strange, there's a theme. So an interesting thing here, the other questions that keep popping up that I did address in some of the other podcasts is that there's a uh, tendency out there, a trend in human resources to ask new and exciting questions other than tell me a little bit about yourself. What will your former employer say about you? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the areas of improvement? All of these questions, they are standard questions. But now people are being asked more and more some interesting questions like, if you were an animal, what kind of an animal would you be? Or if you were a color, what color would you be? There is no really truly correct answer to any of these questions. These are all hypothetical, strange, weird questions. Except when you talk about an animal, you need to consider the type of a job that you are applying for. And you need to give this a little bit of thought. What type of animals are there? Are there predator animals? Are they prey animals? Are there animals who uh, work in a uh, pack or a herd? Or there are individuals who hunt on their own and so on and so forth. So depending on the position, you need to make that mental note adjust your answer in that particular manner to custom tailor it to a job that you're applying for. If the job that you're applying for requires independent work, self-starter, then you may want to choose a animal that's similar to a lion, an eagle. It doesn't have to be a land animal, it can be a bird. If you are applying for a job in a collections agency, you may want to be a shark you know, one of those things. So consider the job and consider the animal. And it's okay to take a moment to think about this. And it's okay to give yourself a little bit of time to respond to this question by saying, huh, I never thought of it that way. But let's consider the job. So have a more open discussion. As far as the colors are concerned, take a look at your surroundings and pick a color that you find more appropriate during the intern. Look at the background of the office that the person is sitting in. Or look at the general theme of the organization. Let's say if you go to give you an example of a TD bank, they have two dominant colors or several colors over there. One is black, one is dark green, one is light green. So you can have, you can select one of those colors based on what you see the most in the area. Okay. That way you can fit into the place. If you, if you're, if you're in an area where there's monotone colors, 
earthy tones don't come out with a, your favorite color patterns is uh, pink bubblegum, something like that. If you are surrounded in, in a place like that, if you're applying, let's say, in the pediatrics office and all you see are uh, pink uh, elephants and uh, blue other animals, you know, pick one of those colors that are obviously the central theme of that organization. So it's not that complicated, but it does require some thought and preparation, okay? Hopefully, these answers do make sense. But this is the stuff that's been popping up lately in, in our communications. And again, I would like to encourage you to very much to contact me and to reach out via email, via chats on, on, on YouTube. I get this all the time. I respond. Uh, I do engage people in, in discussions because it's fun. And people do need to know that I'm here. I am here. I'm here to answer your questions. I'm here to help you for now. Uh, I can still do that, and I'm glad to do it, and I'm here to address these questions in a public forum such as this. Here comes another somewhat related question. Internships. A lot of people are asking me questions about internships. Guru, um, I can't find an internship. Guru, I can't get into a place. I can't volunteer for anything. Uh, these are tough questions, but... I want to make it perfectly clear to you that uh, internships are extremely difficult to come by. Internships are usually handled through a professional organization, well, such as Boston Career Institute and other schools. The reason for that is professional liability. Schools like BCI uh, and other schools, uh, colleges that arrange internships for their students have to jump through hoops to develop contractual obligations, arrangements between us and any employer that we deal with. We have to provide huge amounts of insurance to ensure both the employer or the internship site uh, and our students for anything that may go wrong. The insurance is worth millions of dollars. If you can imagine that in today's society, propensity to file lawsuits at any given time, this is a big deal. And most employers simply will not take a chance on taking people on board as an intern unless they have a specific program. A lot of employers have volunteer services, but volunteer services do not, as a general rule, provide internships of any value or interest to people who want to intern. Let's say you want to intern in the administrative department, chances are very slim that you're going to get anything of value over there, certainly not in clinical areas. Last but not least, you have to make sure that when you're going out for an internship, that much paperwork is done on your behalf. For example, your health records are being held by the school to make sure that you comply with the internship sites, vaccination, for example, requirements, or, or any other health-related issues that you may have now. Most schools do not disclose this information because it's protected medical record information, but the employers do trust the school to collect the data and to keep it safe and to make sure that if they ask if this person has this, 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 and that, the internship department will always respond and provide most appropriate information for the employer. And we get to keep it for a while to make sure that everyone is safe. And I mean both the employer uh, and the uh, internship seeker. 
So those of you who are out there trying to look for an internship on your own, you need to understand the mountain of issues that you're up against as far as looking for a place. And people become despondent. And people say, ah, you know, I'm not going to do that. There's nothing I can do. Well, and it may be so, but don't give up. And I also want to tell you that a lot of times it's just simply easier to find a job. It may be an entry-level job, but in many cases, it in today's job market, of course, you certainly can get a job in a field of your interest. Instead of an unpaid internship, you could get a paid job. The most important part here is your own personal preparation for this particular adventure. What do I mean by that? Make sure you have a proper professional resume specifically tailored for that specific job and that employer. Now, gone to the days of typewriters uh, and copy paper, carbon copies, that's what CC is there for, right? On your, on your emails, when you carbon copy somebody, very few people know what that means, but was a copy paper that went behind one sheet that you typed up and at the same time you typed two or three other sheets of that resume that you had typed before. It was a difficult proposition to make a resume just a few years ago. Today, you can custom your custom tailor your resume for any employer at the moment's notice. So don't worry too much about it. Make sure you custom tailor your resume and make sure you have everything lined up and make sure that you're properly prepared for an interview. So addressing these questions properly and treating this seriously is key. And uh, a, a lot of the employers will definitely look favorably on taking you on board once again, because it shows initiative. And in this job market, you are more than welcome to do that. Will you get a 100% match of what you were looking for as far as their internship is concerned? Probably not, but you will get further opportunities because once you have the uh, employer, employee number, once you have the employee ID, you can basically just introduce yourself to any other department that you're looking for within that organization and begin to build yourself your personal and professional network. Having said that, there are organizations that do thrive on offering internships, but once again, they are specifically geared towards various educational or not-for-profit institutions that help people. When you are calling organizations, you can always refer to a department that deals with internship. Okay, so ask the questions, call the human resources department and inquire about an internship department if anyone handles internships, if this is truly the way you want to go. But my suggestion is it is much simpler to get a job. And once you do get a job, you can certainly move forward from there. Okay. Now, one other question I wanted to uh, address while we're talking today is this. It's, uh, it's going to be a separate podcast during which I will introduce a new guest to you. I'm being asked to discuss money management for the Guruland, and I will gladly do so because it is a topic that most people are struggling with. It's not that they're struggling with the topic, they're struggling with finances. Okay, once you have the finances, financial questions take on a slightly different meaning, but we will definitely address topics of financial management how to best handle your money and your credit score and so on and so forth. Okay. Another question that pop, pop, popped up was about uh, criminal offender registry or quarry. A lot of people 
have had issues with that in the past. Just because a person has something negative on their quarry does not mean that they will not get a job. Yes, certain jobs based on the type of notice on the quarry are off limits. And that is something that you have to take one by one by one. But that does not mean that doors to a career are closed to you. Find out what will work. Okay. And you need to call professional organizations in the field of your interest and inquire as to what is acceptable and what is not. Furthermore, there are attorneys that specialize in that too. And I will look specifically for a guest to come on the show to help us address what can be done and what cannot be done with a quarry. Much like a credit score, certain things can be improved on the quarry itself. Everything depends on the type of offense, the age, and so on and so forth. A lot of people have become victims of circumstance of our criminal justice system. Okay, so there are ways to help with that. And I promise to get you a guest capable of addressing these questions in short time. So we're going to address these questions. Please don't be despondent. Don't give up. Please reach out if you have questions. I'll be able to share my wisdom with you privately and uh, help to guide you in any way that I can. Please, please, please don't give up. Giving up is the last thing to do. There's always opportunities out there. There are always ways to get around. As long as you have the will, there will always be a way. Well, that's all I wanted to discuss today. These were the questions that popped up of interest in the last couple of weeks that uh, we, since we talked about this. I want to encourage you to write to me, to text me, and I'm here to answer that. And if your questions are solid, they're going to make the Career Guru podcast. All right, my dear friends. That's all the time we have together today. I'd like to wish you all the very best. I'd like you all to be healthy, happy, and blessed with revealed blessings so you don't have to guess what God meant when he blessed you. Okay? Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Well, friends and aspiring career gurus, this was fun. Thank you for tuning in. I feel enlightened. I feel empowered. And I'm feeling grateful that we spend time with you. For more information about Boston Career Institute, please visit our website, bostoncareer.org. Boston Career Institute has three campuses located in Brookline, Massachusetts, Malden, Massachusetts, and Lowell, Massachusetts. Call our toll-free number, 888-383-6058. For questions, comments, and or information about our podcast, email me at thecareerguru at bostoncareer.org. The Career Guru Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our website, bostoncareer.org, or wherever you stream your podcast. Subscribe, stream, rate, and review our shows. Your rating and reviews help our show reach new audiences. Produced by PodPro Entertainment, The Career Guru lives within a network of podcasts located at podproentertainment.com. Hashtag the new radio. Looking forward to seeing you soon. All the best to you. My name is Steve Yanofsky. I am the career guru. May God bless you. Hashtag let's career up. <laughs>